0: about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy.
1: So tonight we're talking to Chris Lynn, a Northampton native who has built his career in global destination marketing. Chris is a Global Destination Marketing Consultant, an expert storyteller and the Global Tourism Ambassador. Chris, welcome to the show.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for coming. Um, So some pretty impressive titles there in terms of your career. Can you tell us a little bit about you? So who are you? Where are you from? And um, what has your career so far been about?
2: Absolutely. Um, So Originally, actually, I was uh, born in Skegness, but moved to Northamptonshire when um, I think we, I was about three. So I think I can still claim Northamptonshire to be <laughs> something of a native. It's really where my first memories were kind of cemented. Mm. Um, went, yeah, locally um, to my schooling here in the town, but also started my career really with some of the local hotel chains, um, just as a, I guess, a day release from school at what was the moat house then out towards Western Fable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, Swallow Hotel, which of course is now the Marriott Hotel. Um, but then very much fast forward, um, for me, the streets were paved with gold to, to take off in my career. I felt I needed the big city experience. So I did um, Following my university degree at the University of Huddersfield in hospitality management and business. I took myself off to London to, to really start um, to, I guess, Carve my, you know, uh, cut my teeth, if you will, on um, the industry, and so that was very much with Edwardian Hotels of London, who really have been something of a success story in London. Uh, and then building on that, um, there's been experience with uh, the Disney Corporation in Paris, um, also Whitbread um, Hotels at the time, and they had the venue called the Brewery, which is where their story began in London. But also Marriott Hotels then took me to the States. And I think that's where my love affair with uh, true global tourism, where I then appreciated that tourism was uh, a career that one could very much develop. It was where the storytelling and the need for travel to inspire people, but also to bring people together was uh, something that I found um, was a passion for me. Um, And then, you know, In the past 20 years, being able to champion London as a destination um, in working for the tourist board. And then um, over the past two years with my own consultancy, um, being able to bring that magic to bear with a multitude uh, of clients.
1: Brilliant. So some really impressive kind of experiences that you've mentioned uh, mentioned there. Um, as someone working in the global destination marketing industry, could you explain a little bit for our listeners who maybe are not that familiar with what that means? What is destination branding and promotion? What is it about? What kind of stuff have
2: you done in this space? Certainly. So destination branding um, is very much about um, understanding uh, what a destination um, represents to a consumer or to a business base, but to whether it be a consumer. So whether it be you and me going on holiday, Mm -hmm. whether it be to the corporate world who are looking to consume what um, a destination has to offer, what it often has to offer will sit. It could be in the hotel world from the point of view of hosting meetings, but also there are, you know, attractions and historic homes that one can visit. So I think in putting a destination uh, on the map, one needs to understand what it, first of all has to offer and what other people would l- why they would like to come. so they're really that kind of why. But also in building that plan and strategy, it's also about creating bookable product, because all too often, we think we have all the tools, um, and we know it all, and we could simply share it around a dinner party. But that dinner party is too small. We need to have the ability to reach out to a wider audience, and that's very much where um, third party, whether it be agencies, travel agencies, um, and other tourism entities can take that message forward, because you need that message to reach, not only, of course, to a local audience, but then to surrounding counties and hopefully surrounding countries.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. Um, So in your experience, what makes travel and tourism buyers buy Britain as a destination? So obviously you've worked with, um, I think, primarily um, what I could tell from your profile, primarily B2B audiences um, when selling London abroad in particular. Um, And do you have any B2C, business to consumer experience as well? And and how how do you differentiate between what these different audiences want in in a destination product?
2: Yes, no, absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, the, the key thing to identify is there is an audience to um, appeal to. Uh, and there's often some commonality and quite and frankly, a fair degree of commonality between B2C and the B2B audience because actually there can be crossover. They can be the same people. It's just the reason that they're choosing to travel or the reason that they're choosing to consume. Because often people can be inspired by a destination first and foremost, by going on a holiday somewhere. And then when they take it back to their nine to five, um, if any of us have a nine to five job these days, but if they take it back to their mm-hmm. um, desk and to the corporate office, that's often where the inspiration can come from. So I think in building um, upon that, first and foremost, when audiences are looking to consume Britain, history and heritage, those are mm-hmm. the two things by far. Of course, in decision-making, it can then come down Uh, one of the key things will be accessibility. Mm -hmm. So how easy is it to find? And that's often um, determined from a travel point of view, but also then from an accommodation point of view, because people coming from outside of a county will need somewhere to stay, but also then how attractive is it? So that's very much in pushing forward a lot of those other um, historic and heritage options, which may be consumed by uh, a day visit, but not necessarily from an overnight visit.
1: Okay. So obviously, having worked in for decades in, in this space, um, the, the pandemic, um, as everybody will be aware, has significantly impacted um, tourism, travel, hospitality, um, events, um, industries. What is your take on the impact that the pandemic has had um, on this market?
2: It's been devastating, quite frankly. Mm. Um, and that's probably the first word that comes to mind because it You know it took the planes out of the skies, Um, it kept majority of us in our homes or certainly in a local footprint Um, and and at that point initially with lockdown of course um, it really was walking to the end of the street at most Mm. maybe going out for that hour of exercise a day. So I think there is that that word you know it was devastating at the beginning, however I think it also gave us time because what is the one thing that often we complain about is the lack of time Mm -hmm. So having time to reflect, having time to regroup um, and having time to really understand uh, the value of activity that's already been done or activity that should be being done. But even before that, and this is where I think one of the key cornerstones of building um, a tourism strategy is from an insights point of view in Mm -hmm. starting to understand why do we want to push a destination forward what is it that uh, an audience what is it that the consuming audience wants to uh, find when they you know open that door or they step inside um, a wonderful um, adventure what is it that they're looking for, to do um, and then making sure that we can match the product to doing that
1: Okay, so before I, I explore um, some of your experiences kind of local to, to Northamptonshire, what are some of the kind of headline challenges and opportunities you see for Britain in general um, as, a, as a destination in terms of its post-pandemic recovery?
2: Yes, yeah, so I think the, um, the biggest step forward, certainly on the global stage, um, will be how um, we've dealt with the, uh, the pandemic or mm-hmm. how we're dealing with the pandemic. Um, certainly the vaccination uh, rollout um, become, as we know with the, the vaccination passport, mm-hmm. that has, that is becoming um, part of the offering moving forward or part of the decision-making moving forward. But then building on that, I think I very much hope that it's simply not gonna be business as normal because it's been a seismic change. There's been so much change in how things have evolved. So what lessons have we learned um, and how are we putting new practices in, in place moving forward? But I think that the biggest challenge um, for regional destinations beyond uh, London is simply building awareness. Um, I, because London has always had a big profile on the world stage. Um, Understandably. Yes, which is totally understandable, and it represents over 50% of all travel coming um, into UK. So it's actually not to see it as Big Brother, um, but certainly, for example, with Northampton's location, which we're not a million miles from the capital, Mm -hmm. is to see how can we benefit and how can we piggyback on the back of such a uh, tremendous tourism effort that already happens for the capital city.
1: Brilliant. Um, So that leads us nicely into my next question, um, which is obviously as somebody who's grown up in Northampton, what has been your experience of reconnecting with Northamptonshire? What have you enjoyed the most, the least, and why? And obviously you've, you know, you, you got stuck in Northampton uh, when the pandemic hit um, by, uh, by, by force of nature, basically. Um, so what has been your experience um, rediscovering Northamptonshire over the past 18 months?
2: The first world event that comes to mind is magical. Um, mm. It really has. I mean, I had... Uh, an interest in the, the county anyway. We were a, a family that did get out and do things growing mm-hmm. up. Um, but I've been away from the county for over 20 years, uh, and my return visits were simply to visit family. Um, mm-hmm. so this was a, a period of exploration for me in discovering new aspects. Um, and some of those, I was surprised because they were themes that as a family, so getting into the outdoors mm-hmm. um, and finding things, um, that I, we just hadn't done, we just hadn't done. Two examples, for example, one, one which is f- completely free, but just doing it seasonally is Evidence Dubs mm-hmm. on the way to Daventry, which yeah. is a, a bluebell wood in the spring, yep. such a magical adventure to do, and it's free. Um, and then beyond that, well, two other things. One, Coton Manor Gardens became um, a tremendous place uh, to visit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, a great little coffee shop, so that became almost certainly a monthly visit. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, really discovering Delapré Abbey because Delapré Abbey was not open um, with when yeah years. you know, it it was um, derelict really, and it hadn't had a uh, vision. And I think that's a, a great example, I think, of the tourism effort and that phoenix rising from the ashes, if you will. In mm. doom. of course, there's many other examples, and I think what has been wonderful is i've been able to see the county evolve throughout all four seasons because you know we've been here a while today, yeah um with the, throughout the pandemic yeah um so from that point of view those are definitely some of the highlights in, in really getting out there um and discovering a lot of that history and heritage so i have mm. visited um through a great pass called the historic houses pass a lot of those venues which actually northamptonshire has more historic houses than anywhere else in the country Indeed, and I think a lot of people don't know
1: that. Absolutely, it's what I think. It's definitely one of the the things that could form a unique selling point um, for 100%. for the county. Yes. Um, so how has how has your experience of destination marketing, so working in in that space, has that influenced at all your experience of your, um, well, call it hometown? <laughs> Do you look at it through a different lens? Um, is it? Um,
2: yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I try not to. It's like trying to mm-hmm. leave the day job at home. When you <laughs> yeah, um, it is it is tough to do. Um, and I think the the lens that I've, uh, I guess, seen things through um, or tried to see things through because I think there's been a lack of is there's a lack of um, awareness or a lack of um, marketing to promote what is on offer
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: in, in the county. I kind of had to dig. Mm-hmm. if you will and uh, to test some of my assumptions that or well, maybe it's just me you know maybe I'm looking at the wrong place yeah but I would canvas um, my friends who have all grown up in the town and have been here throughout the past 20 years yeah and every time I would see them they would be we don't know about that where is that you mm-hmm. know I was introducing them to new things all the time so so I think there must
1: be a really awkward kind of <laughs> feeling (laughs) for somebody who hasn't been here for a long (laughs) long time to be showing kind of the natives what what's happening what's happening
2: yeah yes it has been and I guess also a little frustrating I think Mm. in knowing that the magic that is here and knowing that the the economic development that goes with a successful tourism effort because it's not just about pretty pictures it very much is about building a business framework and a business foundation and building jobs, you know, for the town. Um, and then also that, I was about to say citywide, but I know we're not quite a city, although we're bidding for it. Yeah. Um, but that town pride, which I think um, is often lacking. Yeah. For the town because because there's not such a joined up effort, because you could list a tremendous amount of magic for the town, you know, whether it be our, our sporting, um, occasions uh, mm-hmm. it are historic occasions and certainly I think glimmers of hope when it comes to themes along the lines of food and entertainment but um, a lot of that's just not connected and it should be yeah
1: i I really um, the point you're making around kind of pretty pictures really really resonates with me because really destination development and destination promotion is about the substance of what it is that you're you're promoting And at the end of the day, it's about the experience that visitors have when they visit a particular destination. So um, in a sense, the the pretty pictures that you use for promotional purposes are are just the cherry on top in terms of illustrating the the quality of the experience that visitors will, will get. Um, what are some of your observations around the potential for Northamptonshire to become a tourist destination um, in its own own right? What are some of the challenges and opportunities that you see um, for the county at this point in time?
2: Yes, um, I think one of the one of the challenges um, is the uh, the bedroom stock. I think mm-hmm. throughout the county, there's some wonderful flagships. Um, you know, whether it be a Forsley Hall or a Rushton Hall, for example, yeah. um, which would uh, talk to the incentive part of the, the business events market. Um, obviously, you've got your conference hotels, whether it be uh, the Marriott, whether it be the Hilton. Yeah. And of course, as we've already mentioned, um, the stunning venues for um, dinners and events, whether it be um, Orthorpe, De La Pre, Lamport, you know, I could the list we could go on, <laughs> we yeah. could go on with that. Um, now, so yeah, so I think that the hotel provision um, is, is one of them because if you're trying to, of course, attract people from outside of the county, they need somewhere to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they need to have that level of comfort, but also that level, I think, that when they find a home in a hotel, that that hotel then is part of that kind of ambassador program in promoting the destination.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's something I found all too often <laughs> in London, is that a hotel, which of course has many things on their doorstep, um, often people in the hotel just didn't know that there was a a quaint little shopping street just around the corner or Mm. where the great restaurants and things were. So everyone needs to become a storyteller when it comes Mm. I think the power and the magic of, um, the county, uh, of course, ge- geographically, it's one of our selling points. You know, we are in the center of the country. We yep. really are in, we are in the middle of all the action, if you will. Um, but of course the, uh, I think the geography of our County, we're kind of a fairly long and thin, you know, what's happening in the North of the County, um, is possibly too far away from what's happening in the South of the County. To right. So I think there is a need regionally um throughout Northamptonshire to I guess to cluster if you will <laughs> in creating uh, these partnerships from a from a hotel point of view from a venue point of view um, and possibly then from an activity point of view you know one I guess three examples could be you've got uh, say the Marriott or Forsley Hall you've got um Silverstone yeah. and then you've got Delapray. you know maybe that that could be a cluster um during uh the Silverstone Championships, which is very successful in its own right. But how can we possibly make something like Silverstone um, truly successful for the county as a whole? And that to be a beacon of promotion for the county.
1: Right. So I heard um, from, the, from the comments that you've just made, um, there's a lot of mention of kind of conferences and special events and, and these kinds of things. Do you see event tourism as kind of one of the, the avenues that the county can use to, to develop its destination brand?
2: 100%, it definitely can. The ability across the, the country um, that businesses then take that message forward, uh, the opportunity there um, is huge. Because often a business will have multiple locations where you're bringing people, say, to a, a sales meeting or to a conference, that those people are travelling from other branches, if you will, or other divisions, uh, and then, with our geographic location being so central, mm-hmm. we're, we're probably one of the best places to have that. As opposed to popping it in one corner, and then someone is always travelling furthest. Whereas yeah. if you're in the middle, generally people are all travelling, hopefully t- at a similar to you, time to yeah. us. And to, yeah, we become you know that we become the bullseye on the dartboard.
1: Brilliant. Okay, and my final question to you today is um, related to sustainability. So there's a lot of talk today within both industry and academia, globally, um, nationally, regionally, not just in relation to to tourism, but in relation to, to business and society as a whole. There's a lot of talk about sustainability. Um, in your view, what role does sustainability play in the promotion and consumption of tourism destinations? Um, is it relevant, is it not relevant? Um, do, is there any indications from kind of the, the customer insights that you have through, through your role that customers pay particular attention to, to sustainability when they're choosing um, destinations um, to which they, they will be traveling? And how important is this likely to be in the coming years?
2: So I think, again, the the honest answer here, it's critical. Mm. Um, It's not about um, how far up the decision-making chain it currently is.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It's
2: very much about big picture embracing what is going to be a challenge for all of us unless we put it onto the table for discussion and build it into our planning. I think what we've seen um, with the outcomes of COP26, or at least the discussions, is that this is on the... Generations of the today, yesterday and the future, it is on people's agenda that they want um, this to be taken seriously and, and there need to be action taken as well in doing that. What has been interesting is that various entities in the event space and certainly led by um, the, uh, the JNIC, the Joint Meetings Industry mm-hmm. Council, you know, they have put a pledge together, a net zero uh, carbon events yep. pledge. Um, And there are, you know, certainly again, Silverstone has already signed up to that pledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, that's great because obviously they are the biggest event that happens in the county um, currently. So I think as more people, um, again, it's not about embracing it. It's about people signing up and making action and taking action and doing that. And that, you know, from a hotel point of view is when, contracts possibly come up for renegotiation. It could be a laundry contract, for example. What discussions are we then having as a hotelier um, with our suppliers? Because mm-hmm. it's making sure that every part of this, of that kind of supply chain um, is then affected. Because if we all do something in isolation, um, that's all we're doing, we're doing it in isolation. So it needs to be this joined up approach, which again, um, as I think Northamptonshire kind of starts on its tourism journey, if I may say so. I think yeah. because there is the opportunity to be there, there is a lot of opportunity from a planning point of view to build sustainability uh, and put it at the heart of what we're doing because it shouldn't just be another thing on the agenda. Yeah, um, It does influence everything.
1: Brilliant. I completely agree with you. I think sustainability is definitely something that needs to be front and centre um, of product development, supply chain management, and also policy um, decision making in terms of making those strategic decisions and facilitating local players and local stakeholders um, to, to have that commitment to, to sustainability. Thank you very much, Chris. I think we, we've reached the end of our interview. Um, so thank you very much for your time and for your, for your insight and your expertise. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to speak to you again at
0: some point in the future. dot com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.